0: Welcome to the broadcast. our story, our journey, our dreams. This is your host, Pete, bringing you episode three. I'd like to welcome in my co-host, D-Dub.
1: What's going on, everybody?
0: Yo, it's Monday after the Arnold. How was it?
1: Uh, it was awesome. We only went on Friday. Spent most of our time around the animal cage. Um, a lot of big-time guys in there. saw Ed Cohn, Pete Rubish, Dan Green, uh, Richard Dant Hawthorne, who watched uh, James Strickland bench press six hundred pounds fairly easy.
0: <laughs> pretty yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> uh, was it 620, 625 Is what he finished at with?
1: Uh yes, yeah. around that. And then that uh, Rob Philippus, yeah,
0: squatted nine twenty for a double. And then seven sixty five, no knee wraps or anything. Yeah, pause no at the bottom. Oh man. After the 900 pounds, I was like, he's got to be done, right? Like, that's he's done. You'd think so. No, he wanted more. (laughs) The dude's quads are literally the size of my entire body. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. What was probably the coolest thing you got to see all weekend?
1: Uh, Honestly, the strongman. um, Just the amount of pride that those guys show and what they do. Especially Brian Shaw being, you know, the alpha of the group. Um, He got his third victory at the Arnold. And you could just tell how electric and fired up he was. Right. And he had the advantage really all weekend. You Once know, he you
0: won those first two events, I mean the kind of the ball was in this court and right. it was his to lose, so he
1: had the most points racked up so he got to go last every single time. And then they call him the master
0: strategist, so he got yeah. to bring his son up on a stage a couple times. I know he got to bring his son up with Arnold, which was pretty cool. Right. Um, he won fifteen thousand dollars from Slingshot, seven to two thousand from the Strongman. Yeah. So I mean, he had a pretty good weekend, I would say.
1: But you know, I mean, it wasn't the only uh, impressive thing. I mean, Half Force set the. Um... The bag record yeah over 15 th- foot bar, 100
0: pound, 100 pound bag, and then he set another record for the, 50 the kettlebell, pounds? 50
1: pound, yeah,
0: um, over 19 feet. Right, 19 so feet. He, high, t- that was, he
1: set two records. Uh, Jerry Pritchett set the uh, elephant bar deadlift record at 1,031 pounds. Easy to,
0: yeah, uh, easy. he could have definitely gone up. Um, that was a uh, pretty impressive to see. Um, there were some other records that were set. The Atlas Stone. Uh, oh, 560 right. I think was, Brian uh, Shaw Brian Shaw said that one and then I think one of the coolest things that I got to see was a very small guy the ant Richard uh, Dan Hawthorne. he pulled over 600 pounds yeah. at 135 pounds that's it's just impressive Instantly started like bringing people into the cage and giving them advice on how to help themselves pull and everything, which was totally cool. Um, the, the animal cage was crazy. It was wild. Uh, Pete Rubish. Uh, we got to watch him all day on Friday, kind of hang out and Dan Green. Those guys are bigger than life. I mean, they, they're huge on the videos, of course, but when you see them in person, Watching that guy total two thousand pounds in sixty seconds. Oh yeah, that was ridiculous. Two thousand pounds in sixty seconds, like it was nothing. Too. He was supposed to do it at ninety. Yeah, and he did it in sixty. Uh, it was just a really cool weekend. I don't. I don't think there's any other industry that has like. Everyone from one industry in that area for so many things. Um, I mean, we're from Columbus, so it kind of hits home for us, anyways. But I mean, two hundred thousand people in three right. three days, three or four days, and it's not just all about fitness. I mean, there's ballroom dancing, there's table tennis. It's just so yeah. yeah fin- I mean, it's just a really cool uh, a weekend, especially for Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Arnold does a really good job. We have to. We saw him twice. Uh, we saw him in the animal cage, and then we went to go eat lunch, and he just walked right past us. Right, <laughs> so which we're was a pretty cool, baby. yeah, which was a pretty cool thing. Um, he just walks right past us. Uh, I think that just like seeing everyone there and seeing some of those guys that you get to watch on YouTube and Instagram and everything, and and just how bigger than life they really were.
1: Right, we got a picture taken with a few guys, you with uh, Corey Gregory, yep. we both got a um, picture with Clay Guida, yeah. and then uh, I got a picture with Ray Williams, who also set another record which beat his previous squat, uh, he squatted 1,053 pounds in sleeves pretty easy <laughs> yeah pretty easy yeah um he's the first guy to total over 2400 pounds in the squat bench and deadlifts and just sleeves so that's
0: I, I believe he told you he was going to be setting a record too on friday right
1: yeah when i got my picture taken with him i, I asked him if he's gonna be setting any records and he said yeah tomorrow so man's not a liar
0: <laughs> yeah uh i think just think it's really cool i think it's like the only kind of place where some of the biggest stars in this sport are just like walking around like everyday people I mean Ed Cohen and that uh, that
1: Blaine Sumner guy he uh, squatted 11-13 which is more than Eddie Hall's
0: deadlift right which is crazy and that looked easier than Ray Williams yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean that went up really quick uh, which was a really cool thing for him I mean just overall I think the Arnold had a really good successful weekend Um, I'm pretty excited for next year already what about uh, any gear did you get any gear I did. I got some new Gangster Slingshot wraps, uh, some wrist wraps. I've been wanting them for a little bit. I was going to look for the red ones, but they ended up being all out. Uh, the Slingshot booth ran out of stuff twice, which was pretty cool. How about yourself? Yeah. <laughs> How about yourself?
1: Yeah, I bought a Slingshot, and I got some Max Effort Aminos. Uh, they're pretty good.
0: Yeah, I told you. <laughs> <Those> <laughs> lemonade things, flavor. They taste just like Country Time lemonade. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, the Slingshot, I've used it before. I haven't owned my own until now. Uh, I really like it. It helps you overload your bench. Obviously, it's going to get it off your chest easy, yeah. but it's your job to lock it out. So, I'll mix it in with my training and... Just try to go heavier here and there.
0: Yeah. So Friday, I went to Beats and Barbells at Old School. Uh, insane. Got to see Steve Weatherford. Uh, he's really cool, really humble dude. Um, he's going around passing a Super Bowl ring off, letting everyone try it on, which was pretty cool. The gym was insane. Uh, you know how small it is. And right. there was probably like 200 people in there. Uh, they had a radio DJ in there pumping some tunes and stuff. It was really crazy. Saw some guys pull some ridiculous numbers. Uh, I think somebody pulled um, 600 for like seven or something like that. It was pretty crazy uh, in that atmosphere. And then we went to the Arnold. and then I went back to the gym on Monday. Both of us did or uh, Sunday. And it was still kind of crazy busy in there for being like a Sunday afternoon. Um, there was still a bunch of people and then we went back in there this morning and it seemed like there was just as many people in there as last week. So it kind of seems like the, the Arnold weekend is having a little bit of a carryover.
1: Yeah. A little hangover effect. Uh, we'll see what the rest of the week looks like. Um, personally for myself, (laughs) uh, I would like for it
0: to, uh, calm down a little bit. bit. Uh, yeah. uh, beast and barbells is pretty crazy. I mean, there was really, uh, you had to wait, like you had to lift with 10, 15 people at each thing. Um, but it was really cool. I mean, there was like people deadlifting everywhere and, you know, they had 20 people on the platform back there. Just everyone wanting to go up and say like, you know, what are you going to go up? It was really, really cool. Um, that atmosphere was just ridiculous all weekend no matter what so it was really cool to see how's uh training going for you
1: uh really well back's feeling better um still a lot of uh doubles and triples of around 80 to 85 percent of my max you've been doing it with me uh, I know you don't have, like, your own set program yet. I don't. Um, how do you like it?
0: Uh, I do. I like it. I feel like it's going to put some uh, some strength on real quick. I was going to do the German volume uh, for the advance, but with my schedule right now, it kind of just wasn't working out. And your, uh, your schedule seems to work out pretty pretty easy for me. Um, we, you know, we get to add a couple things on Wednesdays and Thursdays, or Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then Saturdays and Sundays, we've kind of been just been doing our own thing. Um, so it's been helping. I got a couple more beats before I'm really going to start digging into the, the training I've been trying to do a little thing here or there. Um, and I'm actually going to try to put on a little bit of size before, um, I really start. I just, uh, set up myself with a new pro, uh, fitness meal program kind of thing. And I'm going to be getting in about 3,500 calories, uh, not a lot. I mean, not, it's not more than ten- what you're eating yeah, now. It was definitely more than what I was eating now. Um, I've never kind of been a watcher. I've kind of just always like ate when I'm hungry. Um, but I'm kind of going to force myself. I want to try to get up to the 215, maybe 225 uh, area if I can do and that. What do you weigh right now? Weeks, uh, 201. So it's easily achievable. Yeah, I, I think for like four weeks, I'll probably be able to, to put that on pretty easy. Um, and then I'll probably like trim back down to about. 210 215 for the summertime I got a honeymoon and then a family vacation I don't want to look like DJ walking around uh, with my belly hanging out so I want to, I want to trim down a little bit and I don't want to go into the only lift too bloated either I kind of want to lose some water weight so we'll see how it goes this is my first day of it um, it's not bad uh, I like eating so uh, it's kind of fun uh, me too yeah <laughs> I had uh, six eggs this morning with some spinach. Oatmeal with some peanut butter. Um, I'm eat, chugging a uh, protein shake now with some peanut butter and a banana. I also pre-cooked all my meals for this week, which is something I haven't done in a couple of years. So I forgot how awesome it is, and also how much time-consuming it is to do <laughs> at the beginning of the week. So it took me a couple hours uh, late last night. I was getting it done before we uh, went to bed to wake up for our three a clock alarm yeah the
1: hardest part <laughs> is just cooking the food
0: yeah but once you do you're pretty you're grateful about my it my wife it's, is uh, pretty darn excited about it because now she doesn't have to cook dinner for <laughs> uh, me which is awesome for her so she can just focus on her and the kids because she normally had to make double whatever they ate just for myself so was it a
1: big change for you just going from basically whatever you wanted to eat to knowing what you're going to eat when when you're going to eat it
0: Um, uh, my work schedule is kind of crazy so I kind of have to, to focus on that um, I got to it's easier nowadays because every gas station has a microwave. So as long as I have my cooler and uh, can stop at a gas station and just pop it in because I'm on the road a lot. So that's going to be probably the the hardest thing is like, oh, hey, it's 11 o'clock. You have to pull over to the side of the road and eat, but it won't be that bad. Um I'll be able to make it work but uh, yeah the cooking is probably the hardest part for me i don't think that eating it or forcing yourself to eat is going to be very hard maybe like day two or something or maybe when my kids bring home like a pizza and i'm sitting there eating some bland chicken and and veggie (laughs) so how
1: how big are the servings
0: um i'm normally eating a whole chicken breast or an eight ounce steak with two cups of veggies Um, those are the meals uh the the eggs six eggs that's kind of a lot, but I can do it. Um, the spinach, I love spinach, so that doesn't bother me actually adding the spinach and helps me eat the eggs.
1: Well, I mean, you have smaller meals more often. It's going to speed up your metabolism, yeah, it's going to make you want to eat
0: more. I hate absolutely hate vegetables (laughs) it's been probably my problem my whole life Uh, my my parents kind of they said oh if you don't want to eat your vegetables eat fruit so i I was i've always kind of ate a lot of fruit apples bananas grapes and stuff strawberries so i've always kind of been like a big fruit eater but never really a big vegetable eater i absolutely hate broccoli the smell of broccoli sometimes will almost make me gag so forcing myself to eat it um I did it last summer, uh, with Corey Gregory's plan, anabolic fasting, uh, where pretty much all you eat is a protein and veggies. So that kind of helped me. Um, I think the one thing that probably I'm still doing wrong is I have to have like mustard or something with it. Um, I know that sounds weird. Mustard? No, it's hard veggies. to eat plain. Yeah, it is definitely hard to eat plain. But I, I definitely like mixing it with something. Um, and I'm not going to be real strict on myself. I'm not going to say like, no, like your kids are eating donuts or something. You can't have like half of a donut. Or you know, my, my daughter's birthday is coming up and she's getting an ice cream cake. And I'm not going to be like, no, you can't have a piece of ice cream cake. I think that's one of the biggest questions she had is, Daddy, are you going to eat with us? Like, are you not going to eat as a family? Because it's huge for our families. We always sit down. And dinner together so she was kind of concerned like you're going to be eating on your own like is everything okay like no i'm still going to eat with you guys i'm just going to be eating something separate and her to know like daddy's just doing it to to better himself uh, is really key for her she always has a lot of questions she's way smarter than i ever was as the kids so um yeah i i like it um it's good so far we'll see i think it's going to put some some meat on me um, the next couple of weeks, and hopefully get that 500 pull up pretty quick, and then can start working towards a 515 to 600.
1: Yeah, that's the goal right now. Uh, we're both at or just under 500 pounds on the deadlift, and uh, there's really no doubt in my mind we keep putting in the work of the effort stay motivated we'll be up at six in no time
0: yeah um six is kind of in my goal for a really long time i um, our last episode we kind of talked about the the steroid issue and everything and anytime i'd ever tell somebody like my ultimate goal is to pull 600 and you know i don't even know how i honestly feel when i get to 600 i'll probably be like well now i want it to be 700 and people will probably tell me i'm crazy here but everyone always said like dude there's no way you're ever going to be able to pull 600 And I think one of the coolest things I was watching the video um, from Mark Bell's seminar and he just said, no matter if you're skinny, you're fat, you're um," all kinds of other things he gave excuses for, you can always get stronger. Everyone in this room has the ability to get stronger and that really hit home. Like, yeah, I can get stronger. Like no matter where I'm at right now, like... I don't have to go back down. I don't have to plot so I can get stronger. Well, as,
1: sure. I mean, it's, it's going to take longer than others. Everybody's body's different. Right. So, I mean, obviously, we're getting older. You know, you see some of these young kids you in Got there. that old man strength. <laughs> Pretty powerful. And we're, you know, we're wishing we were still in our... Younger days
0: <laughs> <laughs> or our backs and our hips didn't hurt after All a right. heavy day. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's the kind of stuff that being around Corey and some of those other guys in there, there's, there's another, um, guy that's probably in his forties uh, that he's in there every morning at four o'clock and, You see them, they're in their 40s. We're in our late 20s. Corey's not. He's getting ready to be in his 40s in a couple of years. But, you know, that that gives us some motivation to say, like, hey, look, even Dustin, you know, he's probably the same age as Corey. Those guys are doing some crazy weights. So to see them and be like, okay, well, you know, the next 10 years is not really going to be that bad. That kind of gives me a little bit of motivation because there's sometimes I get out of bed and my hips hurt and my back hurts and my knees hurt. This morning was one of those days. I mean, it seemed like no matter what I did, that weight felt heavy.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have those some days. I mean, I felt the same way today. Um, I was still able to complete my training, but, you know, those two or three reps felt a lot heavier than I normally do. Um, That's probably factored in that I've done some sort of legs four days in a row. But, you know, nonetheless, it just felt heavy today. Um, I don't dwell on things like that because I know the next day's probably gonna be better um, I usually don't have too many setbacks other than my lower back
0: but how's I'll, that going like everything kind of okay like did you get your your MRI back or anything
1: yeah I got the results um, it's th- what they told me was it's facet ananthroptherapy I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation <laughs> but um, it has to do with Um, the bone and I have narrowing in the L4 and L5 vertebrae. So I'm supposed to be doing physical therapy here soon. Um, I'm never going to stop lifting. So uh, what we talked about earlier before before we got on the podcast was me switching my stance from conventional to sumo.
0: This is the first step DJ going into being a bodybuilder. (laughs) <laughs> he has <is> not. <laughs> He'd always told me you will never pull sumo because conventional is the only way to pull. And now he's coming over to being a sumo puller.
1: Well, you know, if I have to switch to sumo to save myself for years to come, then I will. But I'm going to ask more advice, ask other people, you know, what they suggest would be easier on your lower back. Obviously, you're yeah. going to use back no matter what in the deadlift. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to ask around... See what people suggest, get on that reverse uh what's hyper extension. Yeah, reverse hyperextension machine, see if that'll work any wonders for me.
0: Yeah, so I uh don't have any lower back issues. Um we've talked about my shoulder a couple times. My my hips are a little sore and I think that's just from this weekend. Um I golfed for the first time this year and that took five hours with my uh my dad and a couple friends which was a really long time swinging a club. Um, It's not really an excuse, I guess, but, you know, just after working out really hard this week, being at the Arnold standing up, watching the strong man for three and a half hours. And and then going to that, my hips were a little just shaky um, this morning. And instead of a squat, everything kind of felt like a good morning. (laughs) Right. Um, And, and, you know, it's just something you got to work through. Uh, My shoulder has actually kind of been feeling pretty good. I uh, threw the slinger on yesterday and threw some heavier weight up and it felt pretty good. Um, I did do a little overload work today after a bench session, but I mean, even bench kind of just felt just a a little heavier than normal. Um, I think we worked up to what, 75%?
1: Uh, yep, 75% for five sets of
0: four. Yeah, five sets of four. Um, I think we did a total of nine sets total, but um, our working sets were, were heavy. Um, there's just no question about it. 75% 75% felt, of your max. Yeah, 75% felt heavy. And, you know, normally we work up to our 80% in this program that you have, but um it's okay it's, you know you live to fight another day we'll be in there tomorrow uh, which will be fun and
1: uh, so is this the first time that you've ever worked with like percentages of your max
0: yeah i've never been a numbers guy like that i've kind of always like walk in there and uh let the gym tell me what to do let let my body uh kind of tell me i've never really i've had a set program um we've done a couple programs together um gym supports us. uh Shortcut of size. We've done a couple other programs. Corey's uh, straight power, and they all kind of just do like whatever number feels best to you. Um, so percentage is something new to me. I like it. Um, it makes me feel like I know what I'm going into each and every day, which is pretty cool. Uh, I feel like it.
1: I feel like it keeps you honest. You know. Yeah. You go in that's... there one day, maybe like, oh well, I'll do three fifteen for four sets of five on the right. deadlift, or I'll do three sets of two at four hundred five today. You know, it has like a set set, um, set and rep range right. at a certain percentage of what you're going to do that day. So you're, you're, you're doing something different. Maybe not the weight, but your sets and reps are different. And as you saw, as the weeks go on, the reps and sets get different. And then the uh, percentages rise as well. I think always keeping
0: your muscles guessing, um, always kind of changing it up. I've always kind of big, I've been a big component of, you know, uh, you do something one week and then you change it up next week. Like maybe one week you're doing, uh, a lot of flat work. And then the week before the next week after that, you're doing some incline or decline, always keeping your, your muscles guessing. And we definitely do that a lot with deadlift. You know, one right. week we'll pull twice and we'll do deficit pulls or we'll do rack pulls or we'll just do straight pulls and just work on some speed. Um, the chains uh, we really want to get to. Our gym just got the the chains, so we're going to start using those in our workouts and bands. I think bands helped us jump up at least thirty or forty pounds in, in uh, a program that we did together. Uh, just working on bands. We did yeah. bands. We did squats with bands. We did deadlift and we did uh, bench.
1: Yeah, I was watching a video uh, beside barbell. Louis Simmons was having these guys do some banded um, cleaning jerks. Yeah, and he said he suggests that before you're about to do a PR, um, he would have them do uh, singles or doubles in bands, and then he would have them test their max. And from the video, I mean, they were were beating their PRs um, by five to 10 pounds.
0: Yeah, I just feel like that kind of work is something that a lot of people got away from. I feel like hard work sometimes that a lot of a lot of people in the gym have gotten away from, but um, it's really cool to go into our gym and see the different styles. I mean, we of course, we have all of Corey's 4AM crew. They're always set to doing their thing, but we got Josh that he's kind of always doing his thing and we're doing our own thing and we everyone gets to talk and, you know, figure out what's working for them. Um, there's some really strong guys in our gym and there's some guys that don't look strong at all that are just beasts. Um, here's a guy in there that pulls... For five, uh, five forty-five or five fifty-five off the it. and he doesn't look like it. He's a bodybuilder. Um, he did a bodybuilding show a couple of months ago and finished second overall. I mean, but he's strong.
1: It's all so, willpower sometimes.
0: Yeah, um, and that's all it takes sometimes. So, anything new? Uh, you know, we got the the podcast that we cut. We did a couple of them last week. We got this one this week.
1: Um. As far as the podcast goes, nothing really new. Uh, We've been been talking about um, a t-shirt company uh, that's still in the works. Uh, We're kind of hashing out the details. Um, It's another passion of ours that we would like to uh, get out there, you know, create something of our own, see if we can get people to buy into it. Uh, We're still coming up with design. Uh, We feel like we have the name, not really 100% on it, but pretty close. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes behind it, you know. I mean, as we've talked about, website fabric, cost, equipment, all that. It's not just slapping a label. name. Yeah, name.
0: <laughs> uh, it's not just strategy. slapping a label on there, yeah. you know,
1: and getting it going.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a lot more um, intricate than I ever thought it would be. Um, t-shirts are just kind of something that we we both uh, we talked about one night, and we kind of just couldn't get away from it once we started talking about it. So we've been um, just kind of working on it for the last couple weeks. Uh, it seems like it's going in the right direction. We started designing a logo. We got some fabrics in mind. Um, we actually have an investor that's interested in it. Um, I've been working on getting a website together. It's really funny, (laughs) the name of our company um, that we're trying to work on. Um, Someone has the domain, but they've never had a website with it. So they just bought the domain back in 2008. So we're trying to contact him to uh, buy the rights to the domain. So that's kind of been fun is tracking down this person. Um, other than that, I think we have uh, maybe a couple guys we're going to bring on in the next uh, week or so. They're Ohio Power and Bodybuilding Association. They're kind of bringing back old school uh, bodybuilding and powerlifting together, which will be pretty cool. We won't go a lot into detail. Um, we're still kind of talking to them. We're going to get something worked out um, and maybe we can bring them on and kind of hear their uh, their story and what they're trying to do.
1: Yeah, I mean they're legit guys. They're in there every morning. We are um, check them out on Instagram, get a feel for them, and uh, give them a follow. Give them a like.
0: Anything new on sports?
1: Um, nothing really right now. It's kind of quiet in the Spurs world. Um, other than John Ross breaking the forty yard dash time in the
0: NFL Combine for the four two two in the wrong shoes. Hey. <laughs> if you can do it in the wrong shoes, then i say you got a bright future. So Adidas came out and said, if you break the record in our shoes, we'll sign you a deal and give you an island. He didn't wear those. He wore Nike. And of course, he's going to get a Nike deal. And of course, it's going to be an obscene amount of money. And he'll probably be able to buy his own island. But regardless. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, how cool would that have been? For somebody to give you an island. Uh, you just wore the wrong shoes that day.
1: <laughs> yeah, but still, you know, you're the 40-yard dash time record holder now. Chris Johnson held it for a while with a 424, but just kind of goes to show the evolution of sports, you know. I'm sure here before too long, 4-2-2 will be broken. Yeah, Somebody run a (laughs) 4-1-something.
0: People are just only getting faster and stronger.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard too much about any Ohio State players, though, Uh, other than Marshawn Lattimore. He's the top DB in the class this year. Uh, Kind of tweaked his hamstring. He said it's not really serious. He's just going to be cautious with it. But, um, I haven't heard too much really out of any other buckeye.
0: It's either good or it's bad. bad. <laughs> um anything on the calves? They they doing anything big? Uh
1: no. They just brought in Andrew Bogut. I know that they rested Kyrie and LeBron.
0: Uh is Boget gonna start this week?
1: Uh I don't think he's a starter.
0: Well he he'll be in uniform tonight, right?
1: He was in uniform for the uh heat game. Oh okay. Yeah, but they, they lost, though. They rested Kyrie and LeBron. Uh, I can see Bogut coming off the bench, though, for a little bit until Love comes back, and I can s- kind of see that maybe being a
0: Love and a Bogut. I heard a little bit on ESPN. Um, the Knicks played Golden State this weekend. I think it was last night. And during the second half, I believe, they went old school on how to watch a game they didn't play any music they didn't play any videos replays there was nothing going on besides the game during like timeouts there was nothing going on like they didn't have dancers or anything Like they kind of brought back like the, the 1950s and 60s where it was just basketball that was it and I saw Draymond Green like kind of went off on a little tangent he said it was disrespectful that it was trash it was garbage and he kind of got on a little rant a little bit and I was just like man like how much do you Really feed into yourself where, you know, it was <laughs> one half. Like, he said it affected his gameplay, and I'm like, really, like, a music playing yeah. and a t- during a timeout affects your gameplay. I get it. A lot of people didn't like it. Most of the players didn't like it, but they tried something new. So, what? Get off of them.
1: Would the, would the best in the world make excuses like that?
0: No. That's the thing is, you know, Draymond's just kind of Draymond.
1: Right. You know, he's he's a talker. Yeah. He's the, the Warriors enforcer. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think with the roster that the Cavs have now, uh, I would almost put my bet on them to win the championship. I think they have the deepest roster in the NBA right now. Um, it, it's going to be soon as to whether or not Kevin Durant is going to be durable enough to come back uh, from his injury. I'm sure he'll come back, but you know you don't know if that'll be reactivated or not. So my bet my bet is the Cavaliers to win it again this year. and
0: LeBron to get Cleveland their second ring. Who's going to be the number one overall pick in the draft?
1: Uh, they're saying it's going to be Miles Garrett out of Texas A&M uh, to the Browns. <laughs> He's been pleading on social media to be traded. Um, he wants to be traded to the Cowboys or the Cowboys trade up to get him. I don't see that happening. I see the Browns how, taking
0: him. How do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about someone, like, trying to to make their case on where they go over social media coming up to the to well, draft? Well, especially if
1: you're the Browns, you know, you have the number one pick. This is who people think that you're going to take. And, um, you know, for him to show that he doesn't really want to go there is it's kind of demoralizing. But, um
0: so, like, how do you think, like, do you think that's disrespectful to, like, the the draft process? Or do you think it's kind of okay for a guy to just go ahead and plead his case? Like, you know, I don't want to go here.
1: Well, I mean, it's the same thing Eli Manning did when he got drafted by yeah. the Chargers. He didn't want to be drafted by the Chargers. Um, I think it's okay for a young player to express where he wants to go and play. I mean, obviously, as a child, you want to play for your favorite team. But... Um, I don't know. It's it'd be more hard on the Browns really than anything to know a player really doesn't want to come to your team. So that that might hinder your draft thinking your your process and who you might take.
0: Yeah. I don't know how I really feel about it. I'm not, I guess I'm not a fan of it. Like I feel like you're lucky enough to be one of the chosen few. You're really lucky and you put in a lot of hard work to be the top draft pick. I think you should, you know, take that honor. I don't know why you should, you know, say, hey, I don't want to play here or I don't want to not play here. But it's kind of going back to what you just said earlier. Is you know, with the best, can really complain. I get the Browns; they're terrible. Um, no one really wants to play there. But I mean, you make the best of your situation. You got a three-year contract, a four-year contract. You know, do what you're supposed to do. Go in there and uh, prove that you really are a first-round draft pick and you're worth the stock. And you know, you'll get paid. After your contract's up, uh, whether that be with the same team you were drafted with or with someone else, so I don't really get the whole "I don't want to go here. This is where I want to play. Trade for me. I won't play there. I refuse to do that." I don't. I think that's kind of childish.
1: Yeah, I don't see the Cowboys giving up any draft picks to get him. I mean, because I know he's good. Yeah, but you know, why trade up to get something that you may not need?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think that'll happen. Um, I'm kind of hoping the Browns stay away from him anyways, but you know, Hey, um, he's, he's proven, you know, he's one of the best, uh, the guys coming out of this class. Uh, I think this has been for me, um, personally, I think this has probably been one of the most lackadaisical classes. I'm not really a huge fan of anybody going into the class, maybe, uh, Deshaun, but you know, I, I hope the, the Browns don't pick him just for his sake. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, there's some deep uh, positions this year. Uh, running backs deep, corners deep, D-lines deep. Um, there's some good linebackers coming out. Quarterbacks, I, I'm not really a fan of any of them. <clears throat> Deshaun Watson, he may be the best one in, in the class. And I, I don't know, I, I just I don't see him translating into a – an NFL quarterback, at least within the first few years. Yeah. So, if I were a team in need of a quarterback, I would try to get a veteran out there. Um, but I guess if you're desperate, you could go with the uh, draft and develop method. I just hope that you uh, you get a gym.
0: Yeah, um, it's worked out for. A few people, uh, not too many Packers being one of them. Uh, definitely worked out for them with, uh, Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, <laughs> they definitely developed him in the right, right ways. Considered
1: one of the best in the league.
0: Yeah. So I think this is going to wrap this one up. Uh, we don't really have a lot going on this week. Um, kind of just winding down from the Arnold, um, getting back into training. We're definitely going to be taking a look into, uh, the Oli. uh, meet this week Um, more t-shirt stuff coming up and hopefully we have a giveaway not this podcast but the next podcast Uh, like I said the Ohio uh, Power Bodybuilding Association is going to give us a couple t-shirts to give away so uh, stay tuned for that we might actually just do it on our Instagram not during the podcast so take a listen to our our podcast please like share comment let us know what you think um, and then check out some of our other social media our twitter is the daily broadcast and then we have uh, the broadcast on instagram and also on our uh, facebook so everyone uh, have a safe week we look forward to hearing from you guys and we'll see you next week see you later